I think it just boils down to, you know, what energy do you want to expose yourself to and in turn interact with so you could have some of that same energy. Most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. We all have our own road to walk. Nothing's perfect and there's going to be a price for everything. There are no rules. Welcome to The Resistance, featuring meaningful conversations. I think I'm grieving the death of part of me. It's not about being the star and being seen. It's about That explore that very space between who we are and who we say we want to be. I'm your host, Matt Connor. Hello, my name is Matt Connor, and welcome to The Resistance. I'm your host. When I first sat down to do this interview that you're going to hear today with Eric Hilton, I have to admit, I was totally the worst version of myself. And I'm going to kind of assume that many of us are there these days. Uh, the, the pandemic, politics, uh, division in general, it just feels too much. And honestly, most days are like if, if I haven't just completely lost all hope, that's a decent day. If you're unfamiliar with Eric Hilton, maybe that means you're unfamiliar with electronic music because Eric and his friend and partner Rob Garza have been making music together under the banner of Thievery Corporation for the last quarter century that has influenced uh, an entire generation of DJs and producers. They're not slowing down anytime soon. In, in fact, Eric just recently released his first ever solo album, and in this interview, he tells us there's even a couple more in the works this year alone. But when talking with Eric today for The Resistance, what I was so moved by was his positivity, his optimism. And it's not because he's putting his head in the sand like an ostrich in some way. He He's aware of the times, he's aware of his surroundings, but he's also keenly aware of his own limits. Eric has learned as an artist what to allow in and what not to allow in, how much to engage and not to engage. He's got these creative boundaries that he has set up and they feel very healthy and important. And even when I was talking to him, I just like his own health illuminated my lack of health, my own lack of boundaries, my own inability to turn off the noise when I really need to. When you talk to Eric, it's clear that he has a keen understanding of what he's here to do. And that's to make music that moves us, that inspires us, that channels what he's wanting to say, even most of the time without any words to the music. What I love so much about this conversation is not only the beauty that he offers musically, but also the inspiration he offers us just to kind of think more clearly about our own health, about our own boundaries. And as we seek to create, how firm are the boundaries we're putting around ourselves to make sure we're in a healthy place to do it? So we really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. I know I did. Here is Eric Hilton of the Thievery Corporation. This rotation of memories Organically set free by your enemies Craving once rejected energies Today I'm thrilled to sit down with Eric Hilton, part of the long-running influential duo known as the Thievery Corporation and who actually just put out his first solo album in a quarter quarter century. Is that is that right, Eric? That's correct. That's a long time. 
Yeah, it was it was a long wait, but I, I always saved my uh, musical efforts for Thievery Corporation because I, I felt like so blessed to have a successful music project. I I just didn't think I should dare step out of producing <laughs> Thievery Corporation music to do anything else. Uh, but and the, but now I can't resist, so <laughs> I'm doing a lot of solo work right now. Well, I'm, I I'd love to ask all about that, but. With this episode, like all of our other episodes, I'd love to get your thoughts or feedback on this line that comes from Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art. Most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. And between the two stands the resistance. So I guess for you, Eric, what I'd love to know is what does that resistance look like for you or just how would you respond to that at this stage of your career or life? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, because it could be interpreted in so many ways, but the first thing I think of is that I'm the type of person who wants to do a lot of things. Uh, I'm a bit of a busybody, dreamer, um, optimist, uh, entrepreneur, artist, all kind of rolled up into one ball of energy. And I am faced with the reality often that I won't get to do a lot of the things that I want to do. We all probably feel that way. And sometimes I just get in this scurry mode where I'm you know, just trying to do so many things. And I have to remind myself that life is finite <laughs> and uh, you know, you really need to enjoy the present and, and, and not have such a thirst for, you know, new conquest or new creation and try to steady yourself. So, you know, I try to. Is that something that you've always been tuned into or was that like a learned way of living or posture for you at some point? Um, I, I think I've always been tuned into that a little bit uh, in my adult life anyway. I remember, uh, I re it's funny, we were talking before the interview about 18th Street Lounge and I remember this uh this moment, we were out on the uh, sidewalk, uh, my two partners and I, we were about to open in two days, and we were each talking about what we wanted the lounge to be like and wh what's it going to be. And this, and I said, the lounge is going to be famous. And they kind of looked at me strangely. And I didn't even really know what I meant, but I knew that we were creating something really great. And then in the 25 years that it was open, it did become famous and Thievery Corporation was birthed out of the lounge. I met Rob there and it's funny because I was working in the studio with Rob during the day, which was at the lounge. And then I would work at the lounge at night and then so often DJ. So I was always doing these multiple things and I've just always been like that. You know, you were talking earlier about the solo release coming after the quarter century here. And and I, I guess there's a real obvious question there of like that tension earlier where you said basically that you didn't want to mess with a good thing while record outside right. of the corporation, if it's going so well, yeah. does that, does that mean that that impulse to record something under your own name was always present, but shelved or did that emerge pretty recently? I think it was, it w was shelved in probably mid-career of Thievery Corporation, because Thievery Corporation has also been around for 25 years. And I think when Rob and I became bicoastal as a duo, Thievery Corporation became harder, and we definitely grew apart in a lot of ways, not personally, but just in what we wanted to do, because the studio 
was in Washington, D.C., and Rob was in San Francisco. Most of the music was being recorded in Washington, D.C., so that was difficult for Rob. And, you know, I would work alone a lot, and then he would bring amazing contributions to the records. And we both toured, but I didn't really want to tour because I didn't get into music to be a performing artist. I just simply wanted to make music. And that's my passion. So, but I, I love touring too. So, you know, that, that resistance again is, is, is probably facing the things that you have to give up because you can't do everything. You know, nobody's that, that much of a superhero. So I couldn't open places like 18th street lounge and record music and then go out on tour, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> I'm not that gifted, you know, so I had to choose. <laughs> and I realized that if I, if I tour, that's probably all I'll be able to do. And that's not my passion. Uh, so I had to choose my passion, which was making music and, and also opening hospitality establishments. I feel like maybe you gave me part of the answer when you just said, I got to follow my passion. But I wonder, certainly you're passionate about other things too. So when you describe... I can't do everything, so I've got to focus on what I can do. What's the, I don't know, the divining rod, so to speak, for figuring out where exactly to place your energies when maybe you have a passion for more even than what you can accomplish? Mm. That's, yeah, that's a good question. It's difficult to answer. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we, we all have to, you know, we have to make a living and, and we have to try and pursue happiness and hopefully we can combine those things. And I think I, I have to a great degree, but, you know, asking me today what I would like to do with, you know, every hour of my day would basically be make music and, you know, ride my bike and just, and just contemplate. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's not possible. <laughs> um, or maybe it is, you know, maybe, maybe I could do that. I, I mean, maybe doing this first solo record and, and a couple others, cause I actually have two more coming out this year, which is a lot of people wow. think is bizarre, but so I've kind of hit a stride with music and, you know, it's possible that in the near future, I might just make music as my, my only occupation. Oh, just right now, when you said you have two other albums coming out this year and you described the response as bizarre. Like, what does that do to you? Oh, I like it. Um, I think it's just <laughs> funny. You know, as I get a little bit older, I just embrace being a, a bit eccentric. I mean, I'm just like that. I mean, friends who know me know I, I'm kind of, sometimes I look at me like I'm crazy because, you know, I have a lot of ideas. Not all of them are good. But uh, I don't know. When I get into something, I really get into it. And, uh, you know, right now I'm into my solo music and, you know, I work on it pretty much every day. And I always said, well, you know, it's funny with Thievery Corporation, making the music was the easiest thing. It was, it was everything else that was difficult. You know, it was the marketing talks and dealing with record labels and managers and tour managers and all of that. Making the music was like the sanctuary within the whole organism. Did that ever get easier for you, dealing with the marketplace? Or was that just always the frustrating hazard and, and remain so. <laughs> I think it's harder now. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the, the modern, you know, music industry. I mean, fortunately for, for us with the Avery Corporation, we've worked with some really good people who, who kind of help us with that. So 
It's it's a pretty complex landscape, though. I read where you you said about this about this new solo album and apparently solo albums mm-hmm. that this is what you want to be doing. You said this is the next twenty five years for me. What does that mean then in relation to Rob and Thievery Corporation and and how do you handle the expectations of 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 maybe what other people would want you to do versus yeah. what you want to do? Yeah, well, that's that's definitely been uh, a really hard thing for me, and um, I realize that a lot of decisions that I make have an impact on other people who are close to me. You know, so I don't take that lightly, and you know, I try to be a really good team player and consider the the well being of everybody. At the same time, you really do have to be true to yourself uh, and and do what you're passionate about and follow your art as passionately as you can. So in terms of me and Rob, uh, you know, we're, we're very close friends. We're good. Um, this year, fortunately, we decided to take this year off from touring and we talked about maybe making some music together, but I think we're each working on different things. So I, I think it's a kind of healthy pause for thievery, uh, but we'll see. We'll see in the future what happens. The, the music on infinite everywhere and the forthcoming albums are these compositions or even ideas that go way back that you've returned to, or do you realize, oh, I've got this, I've got this time to focus, like taking the year off, like you said, and then create from there? Um, yeah, no, the stuff I'm releasing is all pretty much brand new, written and recorded in in my studio. I do have a kind of a treasure trove of older sketches and ideas that I worked on for Thievery Corporation. And I, I go back to them from time to time, and I'm still kind of sifting through them and, and thinking, well, you know, which ones are really special and, and which should I complete? But right now, I'm just focusing on creating new material. What are you finding that's influential to you or even inspiring to you these days that maybe wasn't true three, five years ago? I'm actually just enjoying becoming a better player. I was never a very good piano player keyboard player. My role in Thievery Corporation musically was kind of beats and bass, you know, rhythmic things. Um, I would find really choice samples, uh, write horn lines, writing all the bass lines, but I wasn't really the melodies guy. And I've really kind of gotten into just playing and writing melodies more. I I find that's really opened up a, a new world for me and I enjoy it. Was there a surprise track on Infinite Everywhere that is most surprising to you by what comes out? I mean, I think More Beautiful Things, in a way, was kind of my first step at writing something in in much more complex chord structures. And, you know, I found some really nice melodies for that. But no, I mean, actually, it's it's all been pretty effortless. You know, that's the great thing about music for me is that I've never really found found it very hard to do. So it's, it's an escape for me. Wait, does, does that mean you've never had a bout of writer's block as they call it? Eh, for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't last long. I mean, I'm always thinking of different ideas and you never know. You just, you just don't get frustrated and you just kind of stick with it. That sounds a bit outrageous for someone who's been at it for 25 years to say like writer's block has only ever lasted a, a single day is, is do you think that's due to maybe an artistic 
viewpoint? Is it like a lens that you look through? I mean, is, is there a way that you could analyze that in some way and come up with maybe why? Uh, it, you know, it, it might just boil down to the simple fact that I don't spend all of my time making music so that when I do, it's really special and I might have built up, you know, some ideas. There might be some pent up ideas that are, are just ready to go down. If I sat in a studio for eight, nine hours a day, maybe I would experience more writer's block. <laughs> is, is there something about the creative process that remains a hurdle for you today? Or are all the hurdles entirely on sort of that commerce business admin side? Uh, I would say technology is, is both the gateway and the hurdle for me. Um, you know, obviously it, there's a lot more technology to make music now and, and it's makes things a bit easier, but I'm much more of a right brain person. So kind of learning plugins and logic pro and computer programs isn't really my strong suit. So I actually still find myself writing sketches in GarageBand just because it's so easy and I'll take it really far, as far as you can go in GarageBand. And then I'll have my engineer, Igor, help me dump it into Logic and finesse it. And, you know, I could probably learn how to do all of that and get better in Logic, but I'm just very right brain oriented. And I find that it's almost painful to switch from left brain to right brain back and forth so many times. It's like this, the, the, the little bridge between them gets worn out. You know? <laughs> hey, Eric, I wanted to ask about a different angle here on the, on the new release, which is when you've been making music under a banner like Thievery Corporation for so long, I would think it would maybe feel vulnerable to step out and say like, Hey, this is just me and it's my name on it versus maybe something that you could, I don't want to say hide behind, but certainly it's not as personal as just saying it's Eric Hilton. What does that feel like? What's your relationship there? Does it feel more vulnerable or, or no? It, it felt uh, absolutely vulnerable. Um, I'm actually still a bit on a high from the release last Friday because I was just so overwhelmed really with happiness that people liked, you know, the record and it resonated with them the way I believe it resonated with me because I like to write music that just kind of evokes emotions. And that to me is just what I'm chasing. And I had no idea what people would expect, how it would hit them, what they would say, uh, I, my music sounds a lot like Thievery Corporation. There's no coincidence there. I thought maybe they'd say, oh, this sounds just like Thievery or this isn't Thievery. This isn't as good or, you know, who knows, you know, <laughs> but really everybody had great comments and the reaction was, was excellent. And I, I mean, I'm just still so happy about that because I, you know, I told Igor, my engineer, and I said, you know, this made me realize that now I can do this now. I can continue. There is a connection between what I like and what the listener likes. So that's a great thing. How pronounced were those doubts before the release? Man, I just I just stuffed them back down every time. I mean, they would <laughs> they would come up, you know, daily. But you know, I was all in. You know, I, I want to be a solo artist as well as one half of Thievery Corporation. And 
I'm, you know, I'm all in. So uh, I'm, I'm casting that die and, you know, that, that's just it. You, um, basically what you just said about doubts kind of, kind of leads me in a way, uh, cause you had this other quote that I, I just loved. You said, I'm, I, I don't entertain defeatism. And you just talked about really your focus on positivity and, and perseverance. And I guess I just wonder what, what informs that these are very easy days to be down and very, and mm-hmm. very easy days to then express something from that. But this, this right. record is positive. This record is, is definitely a, a beautiful album that, that uplifts. And so when, you know, when I read that, I just, I thought, I wonder what informs that. And then I wonder how hard it is to maintain that. I think it just boils down to, you know, what energy do you want to expose yourself to and in turn interact with? So you could have some of that same energy. And these days there's a lot of, a lot of people who are down about really things outside of their control. And I feel like people are almost, some people are almost acting in a way where they're, they're being tormented and it's hard to watch. And honestly, I, I just feel like the, the world goes through, through ups and downs. And, and you know, there, there's always going to be plenty of terrible things and there's always going to be plenty of beautiful things. And that's just not going to change. So the only thing we can change is our reaction to it. And I, I don't know. I just try to connect with just what I feel are good forms of energy. I know that sounds easy. It might even sound like a cop-out. But there are plenty of people out there you know, who are, <laughs> I don't know, they're just, they, they, they feel like they're at, at war. And frankly, I don't want to be at war with you, know, with others, with myself. Um, you know, Eckhart Tolle, he, he escaped to a, a park and he, I think he sat in the park for like a year <laughs> before he started writing his books, you know, <laughs> and uh, I can understand that sometimes just kind of sit back and be quiet and observe. And that makes sense to me. listening to the resistance if you've enjoyed this episode please rate us on itunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast app and for more information and further episodes you can find us at listen to the engineering production and additional music by jake kirkpatrick my name is matt connor and i'm your host thanks for listening